a Pulp MX Network production. With your support of our sponsors, we have reached over 800 podcasts and counting. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, support your moto addiction by buying from our sponsors. It's the Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. Presented by Fox Racing. The original moto podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized dealer. If your dealer doesn't carry Fox, maybe go to a new dealer. Uh, they got brand new uh, Flex Air stuff out now, limited edition gear as well. Ryan Dungey, Kenny Roxon, some of the guys that wear Fox. Foxhead.com. And, of course, thanks to RacerX for, uh, for putting this podcast up. I'm Steve Mathis with me on the line. A guy who knows Daytona well. It's Daytona this weekend. And this guy knows it better than anybody. And uh, six-time AMA Supercross and Motocross champion, Jeff Stanton. What's up, Jeff? How are you? I'm good. Really good. Just uh, excited to watch Daytona. We've had a couple of good races. A little bummed the way it turned out last week. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for my, for my scan, but, uh, you know, it, it's racing. But, uh, yeah, Daytona's just, an, just another weekend coming up. It's always always been a great race for me it's always it was always a blast to be down there yeah four time four times in a row you won i looked at your record uh your worst you, i think you we'll get to that we'll get to 88 in a second but basically uh your worst finish was a fourth your whole entire career other than first seconds and a fourth so um you were good there you were always good there um first off though it's a lot different from when you raced it it's different from what even when i was a mechanic um do you like it now? It's it's a night program. It's tw- you know the the track is very much a supercross. You've been down there for the RCUs, so you know what you know what it's like. Um, what's your thoughts on Daytona now? You know what? Uh, you just you got to go with the times. You know, of course, I'm going <laughs> to say I'm old school, and I liked it. You know, I liked it better when it was in the heat of the day, and there was forty uh, some guys on the line, and. You know, of course, I'm going to tell you I liked it back then because it was a lot tougher. Yeah, um, and, I mean, there's no, there's no BSing about it. You know, it's no different than motocross the nations now and then. You know, mm-hmm. motocross the nations when there was 80 guys on the line, yeah, it was way more gnarly. Heck yeah, it was. Yeah, and so Daytona was the same way. Um, you know, 40 guys on that supercross track. Imagine that supercross net track now with 40 guys on it in the middle of the day yeah. when it's 80 plus degrees. Oh yeah, it's way different. And so, I, I you know I understand the whole concept of how, you know getting getting bucks in the seat and making yep. money and you know I can appreciate that whole deal but I of course did like it a lot better back in the day. Yeah, it was uh, I, when I was a mechanic. There were some mains that were thirty-seven minutes, and it yeah. was it was thirty guys and it was hot and like you said, in the middle of the day and everything yeah. else. Um, and I, yeah, I get it why they do it now. It was such a radically different race for you guys back then. I mean, always the Gainesville. It was always sandwiched around the Gainesville opener. So you would go from, like, Atlanta, which full-on, 100% Supercross, to a National or to Daytona or vice versa. It was such a, uh, a 
kaleidoscope of different events in three weeks. Uh, you know, it was always it was it must have been tough for you guys. Yeah, it was. Oh, it, that that's what made it for me. You went from like you said, Atlanta, Gainesville to Daytona. Yeah, and uh, we would stay two weeks on the road, and so for me. Um, it was just nothing but a confidence booster. We would leave Atlanta, go to Kichikani in, in Georgia, right. ride there ride there all week. We had some good friends that had a supercross track in there in Macon, Georgia. We'd ride their supercross track, go to Gainesville, first outdoor national, get thrown in the mix. And it was just, it was all confidence. I would build confidence, stay back on the road with my mechanic, mm-hmm. train, you know, live the whole on the road life for a couple of weeks and just train and ride your race bike. You know, for for three weeks, and then then going into Daytona, I was just, uh, you know, you was I was full of confidence, knowing that it was basically uh, an outdoor moto, like you said, thirty five, thirty seven minutes, and that suited me. Yeah. Well, it. But I mean, you you were obviously look. You got six titles to your name, so you were good indoors. You were good outdoors everywhere. But always, like you killed them in Daytona for the most part, from what I remember. Um, right. And you know. Look, the other guys had good fitness, too. Um, you know, the other guys could beat you at a national or a supercross, but for some reason, when you combine them, you couldn't be touched. I don't, how much of it was a mental thing after a while where you were just like, that's it, I'm, I just got this. I got these guys. Yeah, and, and I remember heat races where I really wasn't that strong. Oh, really? I, I okay. Would just, yeah, I, yeah. Would just, I would just pull it together, and, I mean, hey, I, if you want to go year by year, I remember wearing Damon out there one year. He led, and he led, and he led. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the gnarly part about that place is, like I said, 45 guys on the line. Every time you come around, the track was different. Yeah. So the, I mean, right. you, you look at the ruts back then and look at the ruts now, it was way different, way yeah. different. And so you just wear, I wore him down mentally, mentally, mentally. And, uh, you know, made the pass with a few laps to go. Mm-hmm. And I had a great battle there. And did the same thing to Bale one year. He was fast. You know, he obviously wanted to win one. But yeah. just kept wearing, wearing him down, wearing him down, wearing him down, long race. And uh, it was great. Do you do you think back, that, oh, back, go, go ahead. But back then, we, we spent the whole week and set the bike up. For Daytona, yeah. Unlike now, unlike now, they race they race a supercross bike. You yeah. know, he was a mechanic. Yep. We would stay back there and ride play, ride tracks there and set our bike up for Daytona, and uh, and uh, um, set it up as much for the start as it did as he did anything. You know, with so many guys on the line, so mm-hmm. set it up for a first start and make it work in the sand and uh, you know deal with it. Yeah, I remember um, I was after you as a mechanic. We would try some testing we would stay back we would test but we would inevitably almost end up back at our supercross setting or real close so yeah yeah you know i don't know how close it was for you like was your do you remember any bike settings that were specific daytona only and then you would switch something off from there yeah yeah we yeah. had stuff 100 percent that we used for daytona only no mm-hmm. doubt no doubt yeah um with it be- because oh. because it was more rolly choppy sand back then yeah now it's a supercross track i totally get it and yeah you know, guys just use their supercross stuff you know they they just cut cut divots out of the sand and it i mean it got rolly sand like a, a south would would have you know so. was were you in the era of telephone poles or were they gone by then no, nope, they were gone by then. Okay, yeah, because that's the, <laughs> that's the story you hear: Gary Bailey laying down telephone poles. Um, yeah. Uh, how much? How important was it? It's it's the Daytona Supercross by Honda. 
and it's always yeah. been that way. Did did the executives, your bosses, did did was it more important for you? Um, it was, yeah, because and I and I said this every year I went there. It was a three weeks special on the road, and then it's to me bigger than Anaheim because really, you huh? Got yeah, yeah. The, you, you, you got all the dirt track guys there. Yep. At the, at the time, road race was huge. You know. Yep. Uh, you know they had yeah, was, like that six hundred. Yep. Road race road race was ten times the scale back then as it was now. So you had all the road race guys watching. Um, you had all the GNCC guys watching. You know the hair scramble guys back then. And so there were so many people watching, and so there was so much uh, you know so much emphasis put on that race. And so yeah, all the Honda execs there. We always had a big Honda dinner, uh-huh. you know, in the middle of the middle of the week there. So it was huge to win that. So it was an honor for me to go there as a Honda rider and win. Yeah, the, the, the Honda so, uh, Daytona Supercross. So yeah, you felt it a little bit. You felt it like from oh for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I wanted to do them proud, just like I want to do myself proud. Right for right. sure. Um, let's go through year by year a little bit. If we see what you can remember, um, yeah. eighty seven. 87, you get second. You're on a Yamaha. Ricky Ryan wins. Uh, Keith Bowen is gone, I guess. Checked out. I've actually never seen video from this race. Just read about it. Talked to Bob Oliver at mm-hmm. Yamaha. But Bowen's, mm-hmm. Bowen's gone. Chain comes off or something. Ricky Ryan yep. wins. But you get second. You're number uh, 56, yeah. you know? So yeah. what do you remember about that? How muddy was it? I, I remember. It was muddy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up. I didn't even know I got second. <laughs> Not really, but it, right. was, it was it was straight up just a pure survival, and uh, yeah. <laughs> you know Michigan Michigan background, rode in the mud a ton. Yeah. Uh, so for for me, it was that was a huge turning point for me because uh, you know you're a full on privateer in '87, and mm-hmm. you know to go there and get second that. That, that that made the year for you financially to sure, yeah. race to race, you know. So that was that was a, that was huge for, for for me and to get my name out there, you know, and, and get deeper into Yamaha. And so so for me, that that eighty seven was it was huge. That was a big deal. Well, if you really think about it, like yeah, that's that five hundred nationals in eighty seven. That's where you really got on the map, where you rode yeah. RJ a lot, but you could see it coming with that second place at that mudder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see Ricky Ryan at all? Did you even know? Was he right in front of you? No. Do you remember any of that? No. no. Okay. No, I don't. I don't. I just remember getting called up to the podium. I'm like, oh, sweet, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess Bowen was gone. Oliver told me that yeah. it, it was it was his. He's a Michigan guy, of course. Again. Yeah. And uh, yep. yeah, he said he, it was his race to uh, to win. Um. So 88, you're full factory Yamaha now, but 18th place, bike breaker crash. Yeah. A uh, crash. Crash. Yep. Multiple, <laughs> multiple crashes was a disappointment, for sure. Yep. Uh, 89, now you're on a Honda. You get picked up by Honda your first year there. And Dogger, yeah. Dogger has a hell of a race. And uh, yeah. I don't know if he was gone. Like I don't know if he would have won, but apparently he was leading by a lot, and his, his power valve melted. What do you remember yep. from that one? Um, I remember the same, not being too far you know, behind mm-hmm. him and just – Knowing that I was going to wear him down, right? His, his, his history, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, gnarly track. I got a good start and was right there with him. Yeah. But uh, he, you know, he was he he was he was a great rider. You can't take nothing away from him. No. Um, yep. And so I was just more mentally and more mentally prepared and bike prepared. And so, um, 
I, I remember that as being one of the easier ones to win, honestly. Oh, really, right? Um, well, and it had only been two weeks before when you won your first ever one in Atlanta against RJ. Right. Yeah. Right. So the confidence, you know, go have a good race at Gainesville. The confidence gets more and more and more. You know? Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I got this. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, kind yeah. of kind of the start yeah. of the Jeff Stanton era, like right around then, you know, when you pretty much, pretty much started it, you know, like you said, uh, well, I had a bunch of great races leading up to Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, staying with Ricky and he, you know, won like the first five, but I was you know, right there on the podium and it just takes that first win to kind of yep. put you, put you to the next level. Right. Right. Uh, 1990. What do you, is this mm-hmm. the one where your shock bolt came out? No. Nope. Okay. No, nope. that was well, that was my last year. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, yep, Nineteen ninety yep. would have been. Uh, I oh, I saw this one. This one was pretty good. Uh, JMB was up there. Yep. Uh, Damon. This, maybe this was the one where Damon was winning. I'm not sure. But yep. uh, I think it, I think I think it was Damon. Damon was winning that year, riding really good. He had a solid year that year. He was riding really good that year, and uh, um, again started top five, which is important. And. Uh, Knowing the same thing that I could, you know, wear them out yep. and push them to make mistakes, uh, you know, pass each other a few times and practice got gnarlier and gnarlier as, as it went on. And, you know, I made the pass with probably, what, three or four laps to go and, mm-hmm. and made it happen. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race tech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, and probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Race Tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Race Tech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come in the corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it 
gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension and tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. But did you have a seat? Okay, we talked about, I mean, obviously, look, like we said, you're gnarly in shape. You can ride indoors and out, like either one you were very good at. But was there another secret to Daytona, do you think, that you maybe had over some other guys? I mean, besides just being in shape, like were there different things? Like did you have to, did you adjust your lines more from the start to the finish? Uh, I remember always thinking watching you guys in some of these older races, like by the, by the, by the main event, some dude would figure out that you can go from the far right to the yeah. far left, you know what I mean, and and yeah. it was it was a hundred feet longer, but it was short, you know faster. Yeah, and that's what I was just gonna say. And as as the track uh, wears on right. throughout the day, you're riding, dude. You're riding the edge. You're <laughs> right. riding right on top of the hay bale, dang near. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're you're trying to find the place that does not all kicked out and whooped out, and so um, and they, they always had those on off of that short little lip. Oh, and yeah. Got yeah. a you got a kick in front of it every time. Every time you hit that, you just hold your breath. Oh, don't, don't fail me over the bars now. And so there was always a spot that you were on edge that you, you had to prepare for every lap. And so the tra- track ever-changing in front of you was huge. Right. But, uh, you know, being Michigan rider, sand rider, I love the sand. You know, I, I wanted, won just as many races in a row south because I did Daytona. Yeah. I loved, I loved the dirt. I loved the sand. And uh, it was much, much more more sandy back. back. Yeah, I was just going to say, people don't realize it. Like, there's full moto berms just diving into these things. Yeah, it was it was you know uh, it was like riding at Southwick basically in a supercross. They'd bring in clay. They'd bring in clay just for the jump, right? And then the rest was sand. The whole the whole thing wasn't clay like it is now. They used the sand right right there, built a clay jump. So kicker, kickers, kickers, kickers. Oh, there's a, there's a clay jump. Dang, there's <laughs> right. a kicker in front of it because the sand got all dug out. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was much much gnarlier and uh, much more demanding. Gary sure. Bailey wasn't big on transitions between the no, <laughs> no. the dirt. Gary had Gary, Gary had an end. He did a good job, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. When you when you build one track here, you don't you don't get it figured out. Uh, Ninety one. This is the year Bale won the title. I, I've watched this mm-hmm. race too. I think about three or four dudes led, and again yeah. at the end, there you are. Yep. Yep. Just. Just persistent. Uh, Dale was riding great that year, and I just got a decent start. I didn't have a good heat race. I was bummed out. Oh, were you? And, yeah. uh, not riding real solid, but uh, just you know, put my head down, put it together for the main, focused on that start, which is you know, I keep beating that up. Yeah. But I don't, you look at you look at any Supercross today. It's all about the start. 
Yeah, but one and, of uh, the, just one of these ones you came from the back. I, yeah. I don't know which one it was, but yeah, it, it wasn't too far back. It wasn't back in tenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point, right? Um, you know, <laughs> you must have just been coming in at this point in ninety, ninety one, ninety two, and just been like, beat it, everybody, just beat it. I have this race, yeah. you know, like yeah. God, it must have been yeah. so much confidence. Yeah. And so there's just so many great memories there. I, you know, I remember riding the same bicycle loops year after year and yep. riding my mountain bike down all the way down into Main Street and, you know, just just cruising with a, with a motorcycle traffic on a bicycle. There's just so many great memories there. Yeah. Yeah, hang, and then riding, of course, everybody rode Kroom. Everybody went to yep. Brooksville to Pitt, right? And so it'd be like yep. a mini national there. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was a lot of great places to ride, so. Uh, 90, 92, you won again and 93, you finally got beat. 93 was of course the, the McGrath, uh, era began in 93. Uh, what do you remember about that race? And uh, man, you must've been crushed. That's the year of the shock, the whole shock bolt incident. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. So you're on the line for the main, right? <laughs> I'm on the line for the main. Yeah. I'm on the line for the main. We do a parade lap. And so I go around the first turn, jump the triple. And when I land, my linkage bolt snapped, so my my suspension's half compressed. So yeah. <laughs> I go I go over to the start line. Dude, Dan, something broke. And they look down, and the linkage bolt is snapped in half, all wadded up. So somebody runs back to the truck, grabs clerks, and they start beating. They got punches and hammers, and they're beating the crap out of everything. So here I am standing on the line. Okay, now you, you, you know that was controversy that day. They're holding it. Right? Yeah, they're waiting. Right, right. Nega ne- time. You know, there's no one, there's no one minute holding here. This is like five minutes. It is the Daytona so Supercross by Honda, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so everybody's you know everybody's pissed at pretty much at this point. Mm-hmm. So finally, they put the uh, the thirty second board up, and I'm Dan's, Dan's like get on it and go. So I'm like kept thinking to myself, seriously. Yeah, is this thing together? Did they just just right beat this thing in and JB welded? I, I mean, come on! I got to go do just the triples and do everything. So, as adrenaline works, I didn't know what this thing was like. Boom! Pull the whole shot. Did go around, drop, jump the first triple. And then the reality hits. I'm like, really? Should I be doing this? <laughs> <laughs> and so as the as the laps went on, I got better and better. With it was comfortable, but you know, it just meant, mentally it, it, it didn't work out for me. And Jeremy won, and so. Yeah, it's all good. You know, no, all, not, good things must come, all good things must come to an end, right? No, Kudrowski won in 93. MC got second. Not, yeah, Kudrowski. Yeah, 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 Kudrowski. Kudrowski. yeah he, took, he took three in a row, I think, after yeah, you. three in a row. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, yep. And it was kind of funny, like, your last year, um, you got second again your last year. Yeah. And you were, like, yeah. kind of already over it. You know, you weren't as good yep. as you once were, but just that place, yep. right? It's just that place. Yeah, and, and Kudrowski, I'm not going to lie, he was solid then. Yeah. You know, he, when, when you go win three in a row, he was in in, in great shape, and Alan Dakari was good. So he was he was solid. He was no joke. So, yeah. Well, you were probably still pissed, though. <laughs> oh, of course you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> of, course, of course you are. Did you so, Did you think Daytona took more out of you than a national? Did you feel it more at the end of the day? Um, No, not, more, not no. as much as a national. No. Right. I mean, it, yeah, it, it was hard, but, you know, it's just it's one 35-minute moto instead of two. I know, but for some reason, like the guys I've worked with, you know, as a mechanic, I, 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 always... I know, I know what you're gonna, I know what you're gonna say because when I when I worked for Honda as a consultant, I remember a guy, hey, Andrew Short came in or Ernesto came in after a long, a long race when it was still during the day, mm-hmm. and tell me that was the 
hardest race I've ever done in my whole life. And these guys were good outdoor riders. No, I know. That was the, that, that was the gnarliest thing I've ever done in my life. And you know, to me, I'm thinking seriously. You know, but, yeah, it, it was it, it was a, it was a lot gnarlier race than than it is now yeah. for sure. Yeah, I just remember Ferry being worked. You know what I mean? And he was in shape. He took things seriously. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I remember yeah. after Daytona, him just being like, "Dude, I'm so sore." <laughs> hey, this is, I, I always wanted to get Daytona over and go win, dude, so I could go out to the dirt track and hang out with my, my buddies and watch dirt track and then have a great time. Sit there with those guys and enjoy that. That that was. That was always always my gig. You know? Is that what I, you do? I, I do lo- oh, every time we were out of there, boom, straight out to the out to the minister to go watch, you know, Scott Parker and all the guys yeah. race dirt track. I loved it. That's what was. That's why Daytona is so special because you, you get, you know, if you go out and enjoy it, you got all forms of, of motorcycle racing right there in front of you. Yeah, no, that's true. I did that one year, one or two years. I went over there and uh, mm-hmm. I saw Jay Springsteen. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, wow, Jay Springsteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, those guys are all my buddies, and so it was, you know, a blast to go out there and, and hang out and watch them. And, and it, it, you know, there's years that that's just great racing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so. Did you did yep. you did you ever go down when you were an amateur down for bike week and ride around and yep. all that? Yep, uh, yeah, yeah. But my the, the two years before uh, eighty eighty five eighty six. Yep, we did the same thing. My dad my dad and I got in the old pickup, went to race the amateur race at Atlanta, race the amateur race at Gainesville. Oh, back okay. Then, they had an, they had an back then they had an amateur race on Monday before the race on Sunday. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Eighty five eighty six. I won. The and and an open A class in uh, no on idea. Monday at, at Daytona before the race on Saturday. I had no sure. idea. Um, yeah, yeah. Eighty five was the year Hannah was gone. He hit a fence, I think. He was checked mm-hmm. out, gone. And uh, you know, it's 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 no secret when you look at the, the the winners of Daytona, Ricky and yourself and Kurdowski, Hannah, guys who could put together yeah. win streaks, right? I mean, it wasn't a yeah. coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Definitely not. Who? Um, Kudrowski, Kudrowski, he put some good races in there, Chad. You know, it's guys that that, that were mainstays. Yeah, it's like a man's track, right? Like you're like you're like a real man if you win. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like you, you don't fluke yeah. into a Daytona. I mean, Ricky Ryan no. did, but you know, Ricky. You, I was gonna say, yeah, Ricky Ryan, you know, gnarly mud one. But yeah, yeah. no, it, you you had to you had to, you had to do, do your time for sure. Yeah, was there a guy when you? I mean, outside of Ricky, um, a guy that uh, you thought. He was really good at Daytona over the years, even when you were working with Honda. And uh, uh, well, Kudrowski, I thought if anybody would be my record, it would have been Mike. You know, yeah. I had four. He, he went on a, a three tear, and uh, you know, then Chad put in a couple of good runs there. But it was it was only due process yeah. before Ricky did. You know, oh. if anybody's going if anybody's gonna tie my record in or beat it, you know, that that's who that's who I want to do it. <laughs> Dude, in in, in two thousand and three, I Red Dog got third. And he, Ricky was a minute ahead. I think a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh my yeah. god! Chad got second, and uh, and <laughs> we were third. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was the same race, though. Like it didn't feel yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. well, cool. yeah. Um, thanks for your time, six time. I really appreciate. it. I just wanted to no, when I, when no, I think of Daytona, you. like you know, I think of Jeff yeah. Stanton. Like it's it's an iconic race, and and you were so good at it for so many years, and uh, yeah. it isn't yeah. what it used to be. It isn't. No, it's, but no, and, and as such as life, I understand the whole process. Now, you know, it's, it's, yeah, they, they got to do things different, put bucks in the seats to make money, and yeah. TV, and you know the whole the whole deal. So yeah, 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 I understand it, but it's all it's all good. One, yeah, one of the things that people don't really talk about was when those races were in the middle of the day, there wasn't yeah. that many people there. Um, no, there wasn't because because 
that, back in back then, it was at the end of bike week. My yeah. dad and I was just talking about this at breakfast today. Yep. Back then, it was bike week started on Monday, and it was on Tuesday. It was on the end of bike week. Well, now they put it the first part of bike week to it, you know, at at night and get people there, and so it it, it was a lot different. Yeah, it was. You're right. Everybody was kind of getting out of there. And now, like you've been there recently, it's packed, man. Everyone, the standing on the tarmac oh, yeah. thing was a great idea, and the stands are packed, and that's what yep. you said exactly. Putting butts in the seats, and that's what happens. But yep. Uh, yep. Yep. You know, sure. it's a, it's a different yeah. deal. Well, uh, thanks for doing the Race Rex podcast uh, six time. I hope you're well. Um, Daytona memories. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to the Steve Mathis Show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like being a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey,